going on? It is Adam. We had the opportunity to speak with Jill and Peter from Hush Kids over Zoom video. Both Jill and Peter talked about where they grew up and how they got into music and how they ended up meeting in 2015 in Nashville. Jill didn't start writing music or playing guitar really until she was 19 years old. She talks to us about that and then joining and starting the band, the Everybody Fields, eventually starting a solo career. And then she ended up meeting Peter and the Hush Kids started. Peter has always been involved in music. He was in choir at a very early age, attended a artsy music school when he's growing up. He ended up moving to Nashville when he was 18 years old to tour with a band that was already established. He's done that for years, eventually got into writing his own songs and picking up a publishing deal and doing a lot of co-writes. And that's how he ended up meeting Jill from what they've described as a songwriting blind date. They told us about putting out their first self-titled record and their most recent EP that was put together all over the course of the last year and a half during COVID. You can watch our interview with Jill and Peter of Hush Kids on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Hush Kids. I appreciate you doing this. Um, so this podcast is about you and your journey in music. I wonder if I can get the backstory possibly on both of you, and then we'll talk about how you met and obviously the new record coming out with uh, Hush Kids. Cool. Sweet. Um, well, Jill, you're here first. So where were you born and raised? Are you from Nashville? Um, I'm not from Nashville. I was born in Illinois um, and lived there until I was, I think I finished first grade there. Mm -hmm. And then my family moved to East Tennessee to Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, my dad worked in uh, administration at universities my whole life. So um, he got a job in Johnson City and we moved there and I lived there until I was in my mid to late twenties. I'm bad with time. So I'll just say mid to late twenties. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and then I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, and I've been in Nashville now since 2012. Wow. Okay. So yeah. jump around a little bit in Tennessee. Um, yeah. how mm -hmm. did you, how did you get into music? Mm, well, um, I've kind of been singing my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in church choir as a kid. Um, and I definitely, you know, kind of got pushed out front in that whole thing to sing solos and things like that. So that gave me a lot of confidence, um, with singing. And then I started playing guitar when I was about 19. Um, I was a camp counselor at a church camp and everyone oh, cool. was playing campfire songs. And so I went home that weekend and came back with a guitar the next Monday <laughs> and, um, and started just learning how to play and, and write and, um, and sing, you know, as I was playing. So, yeah. Did you, so you started writing uh, like later in life as far as that goes? Yeah. 19? Yeah. 19. Um, I had been writing like short stories and poetry kind of my whole I don't know. It was something that I really loved to do when I was, especially in middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't, I wasn't a stranger to writing, but um, as far as writing songs, I'd never really done that. What was that like, like writing your first song and 
showing it to somebody? Um, <laughs> bad, probably. Is <laughs> it terrifying, yeah. or were you pretty confident with what you created? I wouldn't say I was pretty confident. No. Um. Yeah, I'd say it was probably scary. Um, and probably embarrassing. You know, if I thought about it now, like what I wrote about. Um, but you know, that's just part. It's part of the whole thing. Sure. So. Yeah, you have to be a little bit scared. If you go out feeling like it's really good, then it's probably really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Peter? Where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born also in Illinois, um, about 20 minutes outside of Chicago. Uh, so I always say Chicago. And unless you're actually from the Chicago area, that is sufficient. But if you're from <laughs> Chicago, they would say that I'm lying. Um, so I'm 20 minutes outside of Chicago. Okay. 20 minutes outside of Chicago. What was yeah. it like growing up there? Oh man. It was, um, <clears throat> my parents had kind of purposely, uh, started their, um, you know, they wanted to start a family in a really, in an area with nice schools. Um, mm -hmm. so it was public school, but it, it was one of the best schools in the state. Um, so they, they specifically moved there for education and also they had a really good music program. Um, oh, definitely, wow. definitely the best in public school in the state. So um, I was lucky enough to, I was also in choirs and stuff pretty seriously um, and thought that I was going to, uh, I had scholarships to go uh, to college for choral education. So that's where I would have gone had I not uh, taken a, taken a right instead of a left. <laughs> Okay. Choral education. What is it? Yeah, like teaching. You would be t a choir teacher. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, like in like teaching high school or college, like kind of ramping into helping people into the professional world of singing. Oh, that's cool. I'm learning that, things too. That is cool. <laughs> so you you went to the school. You said um, your parents moved to to that that part of Illinois to go to the schools there, and because they had a good music program that was part of it so were you already involved in music before moving there and uh yeah they so they had bought the house for maybe 12 years before i was born so that that okay. was their plan long term um but yeah it was i was heavily i think my last year my senior year i had five out of seven classes were music which is not supposed to be it's not a music school so that's not supposed to be what happened but i, oh. I the cello my senior year i asked the the orchestra conductor if I could play cello and she's like mm, I guess so I had cello or uh, orchestra jazz band music theory uh English <laughs> um barely though barely English uh there was like a senior choir and then an audition choir I think that oh and then PE I had to do PE legally um, yeah, I, <laughs> I had to take PE my last year too. What a what a weird bummer senior that year, was. Yeah, senior <laughs> year was was a difficult, uh, not a difficult year. Um, anyway, so yeah, it was it was just a that was the foundations. I mean, I played in bands and um, I played a lot of a lot of things in high school, and then uh, I'm glad I did because that kind of lets me do what I do now, where it helped mm -hmm. kind of being okay at a lot of things um is great for where where i've landed here sure did you do were you in choir or anything prior to going to that school yeah i was i think i was in a choir as young as i was uh 
as young as it was possible. So I think I started in a choir in the city when I was like five and wow. I was pretty much in choirs from then on. Just you had a passion for it or were your family musical or both? Okay. Um, yeah. Both things. Uh, yeah. I think they, they were, my parents were super supportive and I mean, they, I think wanted my sister and I to be involved with music, but okay. they, it was not anything forced. You know? Sure. Are they musicians themselves? Yeah. They come from music. They're not um, professional by any means, okay. uh, but they, they love it. Um, they love it for sure. So it was a nice, it worked out for everybody. They were super supportive and uh-huh. I was crazy trying to pick up anything I could play. Sure. You said you made a, a right instead of a left when it came to doing the choir thing. Uh, did you attend like Berkeley or did you go to college for music or not? You? Uh, no. Well, so I moved to Nashville like two days after I graduated high school um, to go on tour with a band uh, that was from Nashville. So oh. the way I tell it is, if they were from Detroit, I would have moved to Detroit. So it wasn't, I didn't move to Nashville specifically at all for Nashville, Um, but they were born and raised here, which is not very common uh, for people here to be born here. Mm -hmm. Um, So after a year or two of that, I did have several stints with college, which I've actually more recently finished Um, a couple of years ago. I finally finished my bachelor's degree after uh, 14 years of, of, um, spotted appearances. <laughs> so yeah, I did, I didn't go to school for music, but uh-huh. I have in the past, uh, done a semester here or there. Okay. And how did you get involved with the band that you ended up joining? <clears throat> um, two Sorry, I'm not letting you, t- you drink. You're like about to drink and I shoot a question at you. All good. <laughs> uh, I knew two people, uh, two people that I grew up with in LaGrange. That's where I'm from. Um, uh, had moved to Nashville two years before and joined this band and the keys player happened to, uh, want to move on from the band. And he was one of my childhood friends. So I kind of already knew the band. I was like, well, better learn these songs and mm-hmm. came down and got the, got the role. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, that was a big, that was a big life changer in terms of just relocating. Um, yeah, the rest of, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I found my wife in Nashville. I found a career in Nashville. So it would be, it would be interesting to see uh, how it looked if I went to a, a, you know, small college with a great choral education program. <laughs> sure. Wow. Well, Jill, so you were, I mean, you were in the band, uh, the everybody fields and how later, how much later down the line, in your music career to that form, or were you in bands prior to that? You said you started writing and got a guitar at 19. Where'd you yeah, go from there? Um, yeah, so, um, let's see, the Everybody Fields. So Sam Quinn was the other lead guy in the Everybody Fields, and we formed it together with this guy, David Ritchie. Um, and it was when I was living in Johnson City, I was in my early 20s, and um, I had known Sam for a while. We actually met when we were 19 at that camp. Wow. Camp counselor there. And we, um, we started playing music together pretty immediately and singing together then. And so I was definitely very inspired by him um, because 
you know, he'd been writing songs for seven years prior to me meeting him. Wow. And I was a newbie. And so, yeah, there were a lot of really musical people at that camp that I worked with um, and that I, I wrote a little bit with as well. Um, and so I think that was kind of, you know, the, the beginning, the beginning of the everybody fields, even though we didn't really know we were going to start a band. Um, it's kind of funny. Cause I, I was in Johnson city and I was, um, just kind of hanging out and I met this guy, David Ritchie. Um, and we actually talked about starting a band together and, um, and then we played a show together and then Sam was just like, happened to be there at the show. And he was like, I want to be in your band. <laughs> and so that, that's actually how it started. And then later David, um, quit, but, yeah, so that was that band lasted from 2004 until 2009, wow. and we, you know, we toured all over the country and had a 15 passenger van. Did that whole thing, you know, slept mm-hmm. on couches and floors and walk-in closets and bathtubs and <laughs> just <laughs> the most grueling, you know, type of touring. But um, but it was it was a lot of a lot of good learning for me for sure. I mean, I basically mm-hmm. learned how to really how to play and perform on stage with that band. You know, it was just kind of like one show after the other. Um, yeah. Okay, and you did that for yeah a number of years. And uh, yeah. well, how much later did you uh, meet Peter? When did that your guys' relationship form? Gosh, when did we meet Peter? What was the year? Do you know? I'm terrible with that question. 2015, maybe? It makes you pause. It, it does make you pause, but our goal is to help the safety of our that's students and our staff. The school board member, Tina the... says she's willing to risk. Oh, my goodness. Um, I thought there was someone in the background talking. That's what I thought, too. But I thought it was on your camera, Adam, and that I was oh. like, who is that? Oh, no, I had a. I thought somebody was answering the question, like, "Oh, you guys started in." <laughs> like, pause. I had I had a a window open that from yesterday that just decided to start talking. Oh, that's the worst. Um, yeah, yeah. twenty fifteen or something around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. When we first, okay. yeah, so. I mean, there were many, you know, between the everybody fields and when I met Peter, you know, there was a lot of solo work that right, I you did. You did some solo records, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a bunch of songs and released some records and things like that and moved to Nashville. And yeah, so Peter and I met at a, um, just at like a, like we were a blind date co-write situation my publisher set me up with his or my publisher set me up with peter and his publisher set me up with him and um we we had heard of each other we were kind of in the same friend group but we had never met Mm -hmm. um you can you can continue from there peter if you want oh yeah um (laughs) so in those situations i think we still i don't know but i was uh kind of that was early on when i was um, not that early, but you tend to, at, you know, at the, in the beginning third or whatever, the beginning stretch of, of co-writing career, I guess you write with a lot of new people mm-hmm. and some of those are awesome. And some of them are not and for a variety of reasons. Like 
somebody could be having a weird day or everybody can be super talented, but you put them together and just at that very moment, you don't get a great song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but it was quite the opposite. I think for Jill and I, we didn't, it was comfortable enough because we knew, you know, when you meet somebody that your friend that you really like, they really like this person. So you're like, Oh, I, I'm totally going to like, you know, it, 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 the ice is already broken before uh, you meet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we wrote a really great song that was not easy, but it was uh, the process was easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we came away with um, something that we both loved. And uh, so it was, it was definitely a win in terms of the song and then being excited about setting another one up. So that's the best case is finding a new person that you really work well with and mm-hmm. will do so in the future. So at that point, I think we knew that we got a good song and, um, and set another one up. And then the next time, uh, same thing, we got a great song. So it's like, Holy smokes. Um, I think after, when we were finishing the second one, um, Jill, uh, I, I feel like the story is overtold, but it's just so perfect to me. Um, Jill had a, I think a six week old, uh, her daughter Falcon was six weeks old. We were in a studio and she had Falcon here, uh, mm-hmm. her acoustic blocking her because she was feeding her and which is totally cool. I have kids too. You know, there's no, that's, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. um, but Jill looked back or looked over at me and she's like, I think we should start a band. And I was like, wait a second. There's so much happening right at this moment. Like, I'm finishing mixing a song. You've got two kids, one of which is actually attached to you right now. <laughs> I'm like, so in the moment, I was like, damn, if she's saying, like, I'll seem like such a such a lazy bastard if I say no to this. So, um, so I was like, all right, cool, let's start a band. And then, um, yeah, we just kept writing. I mean, there were there were many things in between that and the release of our first record we kind of Mm -hmm. branched out and wrote with a few other folks and um just kept writing the two of us and yeah it it was just the momentum picked up from the first day wow were you in a band prior prior to you guys meeting or were you doing a lot of co-writes or what after you were in this this touring band that you linked up with when you're 18 i'm sure there's a lot yeah I i did a lot of uh touring mostly playing keys uh okay for um, a lot of different people, but I got very comfortable with that role. Mm-hmm. Um, the pressure is not, you know, as long as you know your parts, if you're a hired guy, like a side, a side guy, there's not much pressure. You don't have to do the interviews. You don't have to do the things that suck. You just get to go on tour and play music, which is <laughs> awesome. So I was very, very comfortable not being in the front. Okay. Um, but I was also used to being on stage. So part of that was, um, it's very different sitting kind of with your side to the audience. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I sing, I sang a lot with all those groups as well, but it's very different than standing front and center, you know, entertaining the audience, not just playing the songs. Um, so, yeah, I think we both, we both definitely cut our teeth uh, with the touring aspect. So that, that right. was, that takes a while. Mm-hmm. It takes a while right, to get used right. to, like sleeping in the in the walk-in closets and the and, bathtubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when was your first experience like being front and center? 
Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what, what our first shows were, Jill. Um, oh, so it was in this band. That's when you, you made the um, leap well, to kind of... Actually, oh, okay. No, yeah, that's not exactly true. I, I hadn't done anything um, consistently. I had opened some shows for friends. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, This I think the first time that I actually played my stuff solo, I was opening for the Civil Wars when they first got oh, wow. uh, uh, they weren't kind of to the max level that, mm-hmm. they, that they became, but they were, you know, we sold out Workplay and, or they, I, I did, had no part in that um, Workplay in Birmingham, which I is what, like 600 people? Wow. I don't know. So at that point, it was very I've learned a lot since then. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Well, so okay. See, so that's where you kind of jump to the front, and then obviously you're writing songs during the period of touring, and you just weren't playing. You were just kind of keeping those to yourself, or were you contributing to the writing of these other bands? Um, I think I wasn't writing with the people I was touring with, but um, I was kind of getting into. Uh, I got married ten years ago, and so that's kind of overlapping this whole story. Um, mm-hmm. Um, that is nuts. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I kind of gradually uh, transitioned into writing um, when I found out that my wife was pregnant with our, uh, she's seven now, so it, almost eight years ago, I I didn't want to be on the road and have a kid at home, so I focused on tra- transitioning into songwriting and i mean i had already been doing it but doing it more uh kind of more how it happens here which often is co-writing it doesn't have to be but i try to get into that world um get into finding a publishing deal and kind of being secure stationary um and so that's what happened wow and and jill you obviously were doing your solo thing and when did you decide like were you always you know it would was a band always an option or did you were you pretty content with just putting records out yourself um well i mean i'm still doing the solo thing peter and i you know we do our we do all of our own uh uh projects and things mm-hmm. we have a lot going on individually mm-hmm. um so yeah i think you know with hush kids it was just something that sounded really fun honestly it was it, i didn't put a lot of thought into it it was just okay. like i love writing with peter we've written really great songs and i know that we can write more great songs and the way we sing together i think is really the most special part about our band um you know i've always loved harmony singing um it was a big part of the everybody fields And so I kind of came from that world. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I met Peter and started writing songs with him, it was, it was really different in that way because um, I had written with a lot of people and, you know, while we were writing it, we're not singing together. And it's like, we're weaving in and out all these melodies that me and Peter were doing. And so it felt really unique um, and something that felt very natural to me. so yeah, when we talked about starting a band, it was kind of just a no-brainer in a way. Um, I mean, I I didn't 
I didn't totally, I didn't have the future in mind when I said, <laughs> Hey, we should start a band. Okay. I was basically just like, let's release some of this music and let's write some more, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think to add to that, I feel like we kind of just decided and uh, we had a lot of people around us that were very supportive of that, that helped, uh, you know, who ended up being our friend who ended up producing the first record, mm-hmm. uh, our management. Um, mm-hmm. so it was, I think we, without thinking too much in the future about it, but being like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. And everybody being like, Oh, okay. Well, how do you, it's like, I don't know. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> What's it going to be called? We don't know. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Peter, Peter and I, I mean, we were like really serious about this band in a way. And then we tried to figure out what our band name was going to be. And that was almost the death of us before we even started (laughs) because it was just, I don't know, like we were sending each other band names throughout the day, throughout the night. Just like, what about this? What about that? What about this? Just like, I'd send him like a list of 10 and he'd be like, I don't like any of those. I'm like, Damn it. Yeah, but, but to the point where it's like, we're never, I mean, this, I think it lasted for months. So it's like, it did. We're, we're it never, really did. Like now, even if we pit, like if we think of a really good one, it's going to be bad. Like we couldn't <laughs> even, we were so in the woods. Um, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think we, I don't know. I'd like to think that we realized that. And I was like, all right, we just need to pick something so we can go. We need to, we need to. Let's pick the dumbest one. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine you both were kind of in similar lifestyles with, you know, married and kids. And did that kind of help, you know, when now you're in a band, like you don't have to kind of convince the other person like, oh yeah, I want to go tour and we're going to do all these things. And you're like, well, I have a family at home. Mm -hmm. Like, was it pretty easy to, you know, gel that way as well. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you're exactly right that we, we, neither one of us wanted to be gone really at all, but mm-hmm. we knew that that's not to say that we didn't want to, I, I never want that to sound like we didn't. I mean, I love playing shows and mm-hmm. I, that's that uh, we love playing as, you know, there's a certain thing that we can do with two acoustics in our voices that um, is really fun to to, for us and mm-hmm. to share with other people so um but we were thinking about it the same way like um we'll do a long weekend in a certain like regional bursts and then come right. back and kind of recenter and um and i think it i think it worked out the the touring we've done has worked out really well yeah um, instead of being gone for three months or two months and not seeing you know both your families it probably makes a little it's a little easier and more understanding to the person like you know we can't be gone yeah. You know, yeah three three months out of the year or whatever yeah that's cool i think if i was in my 20s i would be more on board with just like right. man and <laughs> being gone but yeah sure. once you're once you got a, a place and you have to like pick your kids up from school every day and stuff it gets, <laughs> it's, it's a little, little different, different. right yeah. <laughs> Well, you have a new EP that's coming out in next month, September. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I'm curious to know where were you guys at when this whole COVID thing hit and how did that, you know, affect this record or were you guys working on different things and kind of set some time to write this album or where were you at? Yeah. So honestly, um, I think COVID was 
I mean, we, Peter and I didn't really see each other much over COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did see each other kind of right at the beginning of it. in like the spring of 2020, we got together with our friend Ian Fitchuk, who produced our last, uh, our first full length record. Um, and we got together with him and wrote the title track, Weatherman. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was that was really like my only co-write over COVID. I'm sure I think Peter did a a bunch more than I did um, over Zoom, but I I just didn't. I just kind of took a break from it and worked on other stuff. But um, yeah, we you know we've written so much together that we we had that new song, and then we had other songs that we had written previously, mm-hmm. and some songs that we'd kind of like written but hadn't really flushed out like the production at all just kind of had a voice memo of um and so when the pandemic started calming down and we were both like feeling better about things we got together um and just started you know talking through what songs we thought we might want to um put up, put on the record put on this ep um and some of them we recorded from the ground up we just sat together and kind of co-produced them. Um, and other ones we had help on, um, our good friend Court Clement played guitar and helped flesh out some of the production and Ian Fitchuk did as well. Um, so yeah, you feel free to speak into that, Peter. Um, yeah, I think we just, I think we just realized it wasn't that we didn't want to put them on our last record, but, um, and some we had written after the last one came out. Um, but I think we just, we were talking about songs and realized that we had not just, we could scrape together some things from the dustbin uh, to put on EP, but that we like, we actually had six songs that we really liked mm-hmm. um, that uh, it's like, well, that's an EP. We need to, um, it was just a fun, I think it just happened almost like the band formed, like, Oh, well, let's do this. And I always, I'm, I'm terrible at saying like, this will be easy. Like, look, we don't even really need to do much at all. And then like three months later of Jill and I hanging out twice a week, um, yeah, <laughs> we, we had it, but yeah, it was really cool for us because we did it. Uh, the first record, um, there was a lot of, we relied heavily on other people playing and producing and, um, and I love it. I'm glad we did it because it's a beautiful, like, I, I look back at it as a beautiful experience and also I, I, I'm just really proud of it, <clears throat> but this one was really cool because, you know, 90% was just Jill and I, um, hanging out in my studio. Like we were doing the whole thing. And at, early on, Jill said, let's just do weird things. And if it's cool, we'll keep it. Like, let's get weird. If it's cool, we'll keep it. If it's not cool, we'll try something else. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> It was something like that. Um, but it just yeah. kind of gave me, you know, I record all the time and I, I mix stuff, but I don't often do the process from start to finish. So it was mm-hmm. kind of, it was cool that Jill trusted me to do that. And in, in turn, I developed more trust for myself. Like, I don't know, you know, the, the, the imposter syndrome runs, sure. runs deep in the music industry mm-hmm. <laughs> or any industry maybe. Um, but it, it was very validating to kind of see it through the, to the finish line. Sure. So the songs you, you said you had, 
you know, the songs were kind of there, but were they recorded? And like, is that, did you remix them or was, did you record them from the ground up and then start over on these songs? Um, I think three, I might be wrong, but I think three of them, we had already started some version of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more just kind of diving in, adding some stuff and mixing. And then three of them, we started just from scratch here. Wow. So you record them in that room that you're in right now? Yep. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a- <laughs> my, my humble music abode. That's cool. <laughs> and Peter, you were doing some co-writes over the course of the past year and a half. Is it weird writing with people over Zoom? It was kind of weird. I actually grew to really love it. Um, <clears throat> I am wearing pajama pants right now. So that would be a common. Oh, they look like on. jeans on the Zoom. I was that's actually great. like, oh, those that's are pretty rad jeans. I pajamas all along. That's a cool wash. <laughs> <laughs> the indigo. Um, yeah, I did a lot. I was actually probably busier last year than I am in a, in a normal. Uh, yeah, Zoom. Zoom. It depended on who it was with, but I had a lot of people that are also either producers or they're able to record their own stuff. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's hard to know what, what those people are called, like what I'm called these days. I'm not an engineer, but I know how to, you know, engineer. I can engineer, but I'm not <laughs> an engineer. <clears throat> um, Got it. So does that mean you work cool. on a train? Yeah, right. I love engineer because it's so broad. Like I'm an engineer. It's like in what, in, in what instance? Yeah. Well, like yeah. I'm like I can I can get some notes out of a flute, but I'm not a flautist. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I think what I was getting to is that writing with other people that have their home set up, we can just bounce stuff back and forth. So everybody's in their comfort zone, uh-huh. which I found to be really. Uh, compelling to instead of somebody trying to figure out on my gear what they're like if they're hearing a sound i can we are literally working off the same pro tool session they can add what they want from their own comfort zone and i can add what i want and it it was a really it was a really uh inspiring i was inspired by the by the zoom workflow but that's cool and you could write with people all over the world essentially right Yep. Did you have any blind date uh, rights? And was that strange not meeting the person in real life and having to like vibe with them over the computer? Yeah, I think the the only one I'm trying to think, I feel like the only one that I wrote with or the only people I wrote with that I have not met were from Canada. So I might not have met them anywhere. Okay. Um, That's cool. So it is kind of weird to do the, to introduce yourself, but I think everybody's in the same spot. You know, none of us are really, really good at zoom. Like <laughs> right, nobody, right. nobody, I had no idea what zoom was until I had my first invitation. And then I was like, as the months went on, I was like, damn, I really wish I had some zoom stock. Right. I know. <laughs> and how did, actually. how did Skype just like totally miss it? They missed the ball, man. Oh man. They totally missed the ball. That was like right up their alley. And they just yeah. zoom just came in and slapped them. interesting Uh, yeah but no it's been it's it's great even now well things are getting crazy again um Mm -hmm. but even with the options sometimes with folks in nashville i'm like let's just do you want to just do zoom (laughs) (laughs) that's 
Yeah, instead of driving, you know, why not? Yeah. I'll just hop on Zoom. That's cool. And so you, the record's coming out next month. Yeah, you guys have plans to do like a release show or are you going to play it, do any touring at all? We are it's playing. Really, opening. We are playing a show. Um, it's pretty, pretty low key show. Um, we're going to play a show during um, Americana Fest here in Nashville. Oh, cool. Um, at this really cool, our manager has an office in this really old church building. Um, so I think we're going to play a show in the, in the sanctuary and we've already, we've already just like played acoustic style in there for no one. And it sounds mm -hmm. so good in there. So I'm That's excited awesome. that. Mm -hmm. What's I I'm new to Nashville. I've moved here from San Diego. Uh, okay. like a lot of Californians over uh -huh. the course of, of COVID what's the Americana Fest that they do. Is it like different people are playing at different venues across where downtown or something? Mm -hmm. Basically every venue in Nashville or anything that could be considered a venue. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty much everywhere for four or five days. Wow. Yeah, I think so. At the end mm -hmm. of September, it's, it's enormous. I mean, it's like people, uh, I feel like the first time I, I kind of got into that world, I mean, you get people from, it's like networking, these people from Australia, like, oh, manage it, you know, like, why are you, Americana is everywhere is what I'm trying to say. And I still right. know how it is. Um, but uh, Australia Kana. Yeah, Australia Kana. <laughs> Canadia Kana. <laughs> Canadia Kana. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big, it'll be a big thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. So do, do you like, you can hop around to different venues? Is it like, or is it like, okay, this person's playing here and is it like, are they spread out enough? Or is it kind of close knit where you can walk to each place? I'm just curious because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds they're, cool. They're pretty spread out around town. I mean, okay. there probably are some. Yeah, there definitely are some places you can walk to and from, but it's all around town. Okay. Yeah, so it's gonna be really fun. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. really awesome, and I can't wait to hear the the rest of the record. And I appreciate you guys being here today. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you. Yeah, I have one more question for you both before I let you go. I want to know if you have advice for aspiring artists. Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of people now, like I've run into a couple bigger, um, I mean, this is a very random thing but uh and some people won't even know who he is but i ran into steve winwood at a steakhouse in nashville and <clears throat> that's a story that's a I, I can talk i can i have like a 15 minute version of story um and then i can i'll do the one minute or less um but it's he's not like uh i don't think he changed any of the rules of music you know he didn't like burn the house down but he is a he's he had a, a part of my music upbringing and he just said, it sounds like, like I talked to him and he said, it sounds like you're in music and not in that accent. Um, and he, it was almost discouraging. I feel like I don't want to throw a uh, shade at him, but it was like, Oh, it's a hard one. Like, you know, get ready for, it's a hard industry. It almost felt like he was saying you should get out of it. <clears throat> um, which, so I think, what I've learned is that if you're, it might not always feel like you're the most successful, but especially being in a place like Nashville, if you're still here after 15, 20 years, then you're doing something right. Cause there's, mm -hmm. 
if you're still here making your money off of music, like I don't have any number ones or, um, but we're still doing it. So we are, we are winning. And um, I think so to, to boil that down, it's just, just keep doing it and like, just keep moving forward. And it can be discouraging and humbling to, to try to be a songwriter or musician, but, um, but you got to love it because it is a little, it can get a little dirty. Um, but just keep, I guess, just, just keep putting stuff out. Don't be precious. That would be what I would say. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, I would just tell people to write good songs because <laughs> there's a lot of them that are really bad out there. <laughs> so I would encourage people, aspiring people, just like, just hone your craft, just hone your craft. Um, and um, I don't know, just stay true to yourself. You know, there's, gosh, the world is so messed up in so many, in so many ways. And I could talk about that for so long, but um I don't know, just like, you know, write, write what you know, write, be true to yourself in your image and in your sound and all that and um, be artful and I don't know, that's just preaching. Right?